This anniversary special of the Main Event Talk podcast is brought to you by Richest Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, new name, same place. Well, we've done part one for Fight for the Fallen. We've done part two for Slammiversary. And believe it or not, we still got more to talk about Slammiversary on this episode. Because now part three has arrived. Because not only are we going to talk about Slammiversary, we're also going to talk about WWE's Extreme Rules The Horror Show. That's going to take place tonight as well. And, oh, where are my manners? Let's go ahead and kick a little things off, shall we?
Let me tell you something. If that doesn't pump you up, I don't know what is. That was Metal Allegiance with a song entitled Can't Kill the Devil. Now, I know some people are probably saying to themselves right away, no, that doesn't sound right. It sounds a little bit like Testament. Well, believe it or not, Metal Allegiance does involve members of Testament, also involve members of Megadeth, also involve members of others, including uh, Fozzie. They're involved. You know, Chris Jericho, he's, he's in it as well. Uh, I believe, who else is in it? Uh, Scott Ian of Anthrax, he's involved in it. Uh, I'm trying to remember all these other bands, but this is actually the first album that uh, was released in 2016, 17, I believe. Metal Legions, it came out. And when I first heard this song, uh, Can't Kill the Devil, like, automatically, immediately, I thought it was a Testament song. But it was actually from Metal Allegiance. And it's a pretty damn good song. I mean, I still, I cannot get enough of this song. I can't get enough of the album, believe it or not. So if you guys have an opportunity, if you guys have an opportunity, go over to Spotify and look for Metal Allegiance. And look, they've released two albums so far. I've not heard the second album. I'd love to hear how that shit went down. Uh, They got several songs in here. If I can look on the list here. Uh, Okay, here we go. They got several lists, including uh, Gift of the Pain, Let Darkness Fall, Dying Song, and of course, the song we just heard right now, uh, Can't Kill the Devil, Scars, Metal Legions, Wait Until Tomorrow, uh, Triangulum, uh, I think it's Creations, Evolution, 2, 3, and whatever, Uh, Pledge of Allegiance, deluxe version and then this one the very final track which is pretty much a tribute to uh ronnie james dio to a song called we rock and you know something i i you know what oh fuck it you know what i'm gonna go ahead and play that so not now but maybe till the end of the show just because you know it's all about ronnie james dio and not to mention the fact that this song is sung by several super several you know uh individuals including um Tip uh, Ripper Owens, he's in it. Chris Jericho, he's in it. Um, several others, and, and man, I'd love to hear. <laughs> I definitely want to hear that fucking song. But anyways, go to Spotify, find Metal Allegiance, and you'll find several of these songs. They have two albums released, and you will not be disappointed with the metal that you're about to hear, and you won't be disappointed with the news and i'm about to reveal welcome ladies and gentlemen to the third and final installment of the anniversary show the conclusion to the show once again i am the main event player the super c and once again i tell you i am the god among gods the king among kings the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking god's green earth and ladies and gentlemen We're almost at the end here, and we've got a lot we need to cover. Tonight is the night. Impact Wrestling Slammiversary is taking place tonight, and we're going to review that just one more time on this episode. And also on this episode, we're going to talk about tomorrow's WWE Extreme Rules live as it takes place. The horror show, several matches are going to be taking place, and so much more. Now... Before we break everything down, before we talk about what's about to take place, there is something we need to talk about. We've got some huge news involving Slammiversary. And as a matter of fact, it's the news that everyone, especially to the wrestling fans, have been waiting for for a long time now. As a matter of fact, we've been waiting for this, I'm going to say since possibly, if memory serves me correctly... Since the day 
Black Wednesday, as that been called, I believe it was April 15th, uh, where all the releases of these superstars from the WWE were gone, and everybody wanted to know where most of these superstars will be headed. Well, believe it or not, we've got a confirmation. As a matter of fact, this confirmation took place on Impact Wrestling's YouTube. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been confirmed and is going to happen. As a matter of fact, at Slammiversary tonight, we're going to see the appearance of two former Bullet Club members and also two members of the club. And as a matter of fact, the last time we saw these two was at the Boneyard match at WrestleMania 36. And now they are coming to Impact Wrestling. And they're going to be... At Slammiversary tonight. Well, Big LG, it's it's midnight. It sure is. I'm getting deep on these things too. Talking shop beer has been popped. <laughs> We've both been tested and we're free and ready to rock. It's been three long months. And everybody's wondering what the good brothers are doing. Everybody's wondering what Countdown to Town is. Everybody wants to know where the machine gun and the big LG are going to land. Big man? I think the most important thing right now is the fact that we are live and the countdown has expired. And the rumors are true. The internet buzz was correct. We have officially signed with Impact Wrestling. It's midnight, we're live, and we're going to be live on pay-per-view tonight for Slam Anniversary. It's good brother time, baby. Cheers, baby. The devil in your Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right. The Good Brothers have signed with Slammiversary, as signed with Impact Wrestling, and they're going to be making their appearance at Slammiversary tonight, and holy shit. You know, I've always been impressed with the Slammiversary event every single year, and it keeps getting better, and despite the whole thing with the pandemic that's been going on for the past several months, I mean, this is something that we definitely need, and definitely Impact Wrestling needs this a whole lot. The Good Brothers, Luke... Uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are making their return over to Impact Wrestling. That Well, actually, if I can confirm this, I don't know if... I know Luke Gallows was a part of the Aces and Eights, and everybody remembers who the Aces and Eights were. They were a part of Impact Wrestling, and I know Luke Gallows was a part of that group a long time ago. Now, Carl Anderson, I don't think he was a part of the group just yet. I may need to look into my history a little bit. I think he was, but... I could be wrong. But we know that the last time we saw these two, they appeared over at the Boneyard match that took place between AJ Styles and The Undertaker. That was the very last appearance of the Good Brothers. And then, of course, we know about what happened. They've been released and everything else like that. And it's been crazy. It's been crazy for all these wrestlers to show up. But now we know that part part of those superstars that had been released or fired from the WWE is now appearing in tonight's Impact Wrestling and well tonight's Slammiversary and speaking of Slammiversary we've all been wondering we've all been anticipating and we're getting closer and closer to tonight's Slammiversary event and we know that we know the Good Brothers are going to be here 
We know that, but the question is, who else is showing up? I mean, there's been rumors and speculations and everything about who is going to make an appearance at tonight's Slammiversary. Well, I can't make a whole lot of confirmations, but I do know, I do know that tonight's Slammiversary is going to be interesting, and it's going to be the most interesting of them all. Because tonight at Slammiversary, their world is about to change. We recently broke the story that on Saturday, July 18th at Slammiversary, a former world champion, world champion will make his return to Impact Wrestling. We can now confirm from multiple sources that not only will he be in attendance, but he will not be alone or as the story develops. So a lot of people have been wondering as to who is going to show up, what's about to take place, what's about to go down, and a lot is going to go down at Slammiversary. So before we go ahead, we're going to continue, we're obviously we're going to talk about what's going to happen at tonight's Slammiversary, uh, tonight's, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I keep thinking it's Extreme Rules, I do not know why I keep thinking that, but anyways, Extreme Rules is tomorrow, which we are going to talk about later on, but let's continue on with this whole thing with Slammiversary, and let's see if we can get the full card going, now, <coughs> we confirmed this last time, and I gave you most of my predictions about what's about to take place at Slammiversary tonight, so let's see if we can get Okay, here we go. All right, so we got the matches right here all set and ready to go. Now, we know that the Rascals... <laughs> we know that the Rascals have put together an open challenge at Slammiversary. And they're going to take on whatever team comes to mind. And we just heard from the Good Brothers that they're going to be at Slammiversary. Does this mean we're going to see the Rascals versus the Good Brothers at Slammiversary tonight? Oh, 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 that's going to be interesting. And you have to keep in mind, the Rascals may be a good tag team, somewhat of a good tag team, but we're talking about the Good Brothers. We're talking about Carl Anderson. We're talking about Luke Gallows. We're talking about these guys that have been tag team champions uh, on numerous occasions in New Japan, and not to mention the fact that they are certified as the world's best tag team, or world's greatest tag team, or however, you know, whatever trophy that they're carrying around that proves that they are the best tag team in the world. And, you know, they won that over Saudi Arabia about several months back, I think last year, to compromise that. But nonetheless, could we see the Rascals take on the good brothers of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows? We'll have to find out tonight on Slammiversary. Now, Moose is going to go one-on-one -on -one against Tommy Dreamer and supposedly in a non-sanctioned match, in an unsanctioned match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, there was a little bit of a, a part here. Let me see if I can, because uh, I saw this and I'm not sure if I can put this up on the screen here. I probably can. Maybe I can't. I don't know. Um, let's see. Where is it? Um, I had it here somewhere. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's what I was looking for. Okay. So, 
There have been several mysteries as to what's going to take place tonight at Slammiversary. Uh, like I said before, Moose is going to go one-on-one -on -one against Tommy Dreamer. And the possibilities of somebody interfering or possibly showing up in this match could take place. As a matter of fact, during a match between Hernandez and Moose, this person didn't make an appearance, but... The music was pretty much loud and clear. And there's the cover by Moose. And Moose retains the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. What? What? What in the world? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? That was the music of EC3. That was the music of former Impact Wrestling, former TNA World Heavyweight Champion, EC3. Moose recognizes that music. I gotta tell you, Moose is in shock because the appearance of EC3 is just one of many superstars that were released from the WWE, and he was a former Impact Wrestling World Champion. Could there be a possibility that EC3 could come back and possibly claim the TNA World Heavyweight Championship away from Moose? Because as we know, Moose is going to go one-on-one -on -one against Tommy Dreamer. The possibilities of EC3 appearing could happen at tonight's Slammiversary. It's going to be looking, it's going to look good. I cannot wait to check this out. Also for the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Championship, it's going to be the North Ethan Page and Josh Alexander to take on the supposed world's most dangerous tag team and the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, and the draw, Sammy Callahan. That's going to take place tonight at Slammiversary. Also, a women's gauntlet match is going to take place. A gauntlet Let's see, a gauntlet for the gold match to determine the number one contender for the Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Championship. It's going to be Alicia Edwards, Havoc, Kyria Hogan, Kimberly, Kaylee Ray, Nevada, Madison Ray, Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. These women are going to compete, and whoever wins this match will be the number one contender to take on the Knockouts champion. Also, for the Impact Wrestling's X Division Championship, Willie Mack will be defending his championship against Chris Bay. That's going to take place tonight on Slammiversary. And also, speaking of the Knockouts Championship, we mentioned earlier about the gauntlet match. We mentioned earlier about who's going to be the number one contender. Whoever wins will face off again. Well, not face off on the same night. But whoever wins will possibly meet either the champion, Jordan Grace, or her opponent, Deanna Perrazzo. Now, as you know, Deanna Perrazzo was also one of the superstars that were released from the WWE during that whole Black Wednesday thing. And now she's a part of Impact Wrestling. And now she's looking to claim the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship, and she's going to take that away from Jordan Grace, but Jordan Grace is a very tough competitor, and if I were Deanna Perrazzo, I wouldn't underestimate the champion for any reason whatsoever, but at the same time, Jordan must understand that this is also a former champion in her own right, so Deanna Perrazzo looking to make history tonight at Slammiversary. Could it happen? We'll find out tonight at Slammiversary. Also, 
the moment that everyone's been waiting for in the anticipation to find out who is going to be the Impact Wrestling World Champion. Now, as I stated before on part two of the Main Event Talk podcast, I mentioned the original match. The original match was scheduled to be a fatal five-way match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship, featuring the three competitors that I'm about to mention. Ace Austin, Trey, and Eddie Edwards. Those three were a part of the original match. The other two, Michael Elgin, was scheduled to be a part of this match, but due to the whole speaking out movement, he is not only out of this match, but he is out of Impact Wrestling. And at the time, the current champion, Tessa Blanchard, who was scheduled to also be a part of this match, was also not only, uh, maybe it had something to do with the speaking out movement, but we also know that, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Tessa Blanchard's reputation and everything else like that. So she was not only forced to relinquish the Impact Wrestling World Championship, she was also released from Impact Wrestling. So now this leads up to a fatal four-way match for the vacated Impact Wrestling World Championship. And those three gentlemen I just mentioned, Eddie Edwards, Trey, and Ace Austin, and a mystery opponent, a former world champion to possibly appear. Could it be EC3? Could it be Bully Ray? We know that Bully Ray used to be a part of the WWE and he used to be a part of Ring of Honor until he was released about two weeks ago. So there could be a possibility that we could see Bully Ray there as well. What about Eric Young? Eric Young could possibly be over there. After all, he was a former world champion as well. And I mentioned EC3 and mentioned a couple others. What about Sting? Sting could possibly appear. He was a former world champion as well. Kurt Angle. Ooh, Kurt Angle. We don't know the whole status of Kurt Angle in WWE, but we do know he could possibly appear at Impact Wrestling. That could happen. Any former world champion could possibly show up. Who knows? Maybe even, well, I heard some rumors, I heard some speculations that we could possibly see Heath Slater become a part of Impact Wrestling's world title match as well. But word is that Heath Slater is going to be reuniting with a former tag team partner of his in Rhino. So that could take place as well. And speaking of Rhino and speaking of Heath Slater, possibility of those two being together and possibility of those two. And I mentioned this earlier. The Rascals could take on the Good Brothers or the Rascals could take on Rhino and Heath Slater. That could happen as well on Impact Wrestling tonight. And holy shit. Impact Wrestling is shaping up to be one hell of an event. And I am so looking forward to seeing how all this is going to happen. At so much more Impact Wrestling Slammiversaries event is going to take place tonight. And all I can say is I am so looking forward to seeing how all this is going to you know, transpire tonight. If you guys want to check out Slammiversary tonight, all you got to do is call your local cable company, order it on pay-per-view. You can probably see it. Um, I think you can probably see it on Fight TV. I know I have that app somewhere, although I, I know if I look around and no doubt somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in Facebook, they'll probably show this event live as it happens. And if it does happen and, and you know, manage to go ahead and check it out in every way possible, 
we'll get a chance to see the entire event and so much more. All the titles will be on the line. Slammiversary's world is about to change, and it's about to change for the good, for the bad, or for whatever reason we are looking forward to checking out tonight's Slammiversary event. Let's see if we can... Hmm, there's uh there was a way to go ahead and get this out of the way, but I don't think we can do it. No, we can't. So <laughs> Well, nonetheless, tonight guys, Slammiversary, July uh Saturday, July 18th on pay-per-view. Call your local cable uh company to check out the event and so much more. Let's see if we can um yeah, I was trying to get to this one little part, but I can't seem to get to it. <laughs> My apologies in every way possible, but uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. This is a, well, this is what I was trying to do. Couldn't do it, but now I could do it just one more time. If I can get this out of the way. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to get all this out of the way before we get into what we need to talk about, and that is WWE's Extreme Rules of Horror Show. We're going to get into that, but be ready, guys. Tonight, Slammiversary, live as it happens on pay-per-view. Check it out on the Fight TV Network, and check it out on pay-per-view. Call your local cable outlet for availability to check out tonight's 2020 Slammiversary. We recently broke the story that on Saturday, July 18th at Slam Abursary, a former world champion, world champion will make his return to Impact Wrestling. We can now confirm from multiple sources that not only will he be in attendance, but he will not be alone. They're coming. They're coming. Or as the story develops. That's going to take place tonight. Slammiversary. Live as it happens on pay-per-view. Their world is about to change and be ready for that and so much more. Now, uh, there's one little story that we got to get out of the way before we um, get into this. Because, let me see if I can find this. Because this has been the talk and I was looking at this earlier and I wasn't sure if this was true or not. And my God, and and this does, this is a wrestling story, but it's also a metal story. <laughs> you, you guys probably know about what I'm talking about here, but just in case you don't. You see, uh, somebody had brought this up to my attention. And, okay, let's see if I can get it out of the way here. Uh... No, like, okay, I was trying to, uh, okay, trying to look into the story because I found it, uh, yesterday and it's been one of those things where like, are you kidding me? You know, once this happened in every way possible, let's see if we can, um, nope, that's not it. What? Ooh. Oh, well, this is interesting. Okay, well, anyways, let me, um, before we get into uh, what we need to talk about, I wanted to talk about this whole thing involving, uh, I mentioned wrestling, and I also mentioned metal. Now, I'm not sure if you guys have been paying attention to what's been going on with Chris Jericho. Yeah, 
But there's been this whole thing involving Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho and Sebastian Bach. I'm looking into this website here. It says here, Sebastian Bach takes on Donald... Really? Okay, listen to this. (laughs) Sebastian Bach takes on Donald Trump. Chris Jericho on Twitter. It's about rock and roll. I think that's uh, that's on... um, uh, some the amp, amp, amp. <laughs> oh God! And this is ridiculous. And I'm look. Okay, so check this out. Re- here, here's a story that I've been reading, and I've been reading about this for the past uh, since yesterday. The former Skid Row frontman took on both Donald Trump and pro wrestler and musician Chris Jericho on Twitter. In both cases, it's about real rock and roll. He said. Regarding Trump, he took jobs away from musicians because of his misleading of the coronavirus outbreak, Bach says. This is what he said. If you support Donald Trump, you stand against rock and roll and every musician in America who has been put out of work because of a reality television show host doesn't believe in science tweeted by botch on oh and this happened right around my birthday <laughs> that was the confirmation now check this out there's more to the story here it says here uh the pin tweet received a lot of pushback back your job uh okay Bach, your job is just sing, okay? No politics uh, commented by a fan. Well, okay, let me see if I can read this one more time. Bach, your job is just sing, okay? No politics. That's just by a common fan. Uh, Obviously, I don't agree with what the fuck is this person saying. And it says here from Bach himself, I think it says, my job has been has been ended because of your politics. Okay, stupid. That's a a reply from Sebastian Bach and everything. Okay, now um, I see the tweet here. Now, uh, I had no idea about the whole thing with Donald Trump, but this is getting a little bit interesting. Uh, Let's see. Um, It also says here, as for Chris Jericho, um, Bach's brief with him is that, according to Bach, his lip-syncing with his metal band Fozzy, this is what he said, Bach says he mems to his tape whoa, that's <laughs> said, said threaded by, was started when a uh, posted, noted physical resemblance between the two and, uh, and I think that's uh, let me see if I can get right into this if you don't mind it says, hi I'm Chris Millie Vanilli Jericho. <laughs> Jericho rip. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is what he actually said. Uh, Chris responded saying, Hi, I'm Chris Millie Vanilli Jericho. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't see this on Twitter, but I've been hearing a lot of stuff about Chris Jericho and Bach. You know, I, I could give two shits of a flying fuck about Donald Trump, but this is some interesting stuff here. Let's see here. Uh, replying, I'm a huge fan of Sebastian Bach, who had uh, three top uh, 30 singles 30 years ago. I'll always admire him as a singer and a friend, and I still do. 
the two seem to agree as of, of, of the 16th of my birthday to have a sing-off. It says here, and this is a reply from Sebastian Bach, every clip on the internet is your memeing to tape. Uh, to a tape. Interesting. Uh, that uh, I will sing in your blank. <laughs> uh, blank. Uh, it says here, let me read this uh, correctly. I will sing in your blank, blanking, in your blanking face anytime wrestling is not rock and roll. I will show you blanking rock and roll. That's from Sebastian Bach. Okay, now, uh, this is, this is, <laughs> this thing with Sebastian Bach and Chris Jericho is fucking interesting. Okay, so, let's see, Bach is a Canadian, I had no idea it was a, okay, okay, so we're dealing with the Battle of Canadians here. So we got Chris Jericho, who's a Canadian in his own right, and Sebastian Bach, who's also a Canadian in his own right. By the way, huge fan of Sebastian Bach, love Skid Row, I love the first two albums. Every other album that came out after that doesn't mean a fucking thing. I'm sorry. My apologies. And also my apologies to the, uh, I don't think he was a current singer, but he's one of my friends on Facebook who used to sing with uh, Skid Row. Uh, Johnny Swing, uh, Johnny Swogan, or, uh, he, he has a birthday on the same month as mine and everything else like that. Long story on that. Let me see if I can continue on. It says, uh, back is a bunch of naked, da, 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 da. I remember you, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, and I think that's it. <laughs> so apparently there's been this exchange between Chris Jericho and Sebastian Bach. And <laughs> while I agree, I, I definitely agree with Sebastian Bach as far as this whole thing with Donald Trump goes, because let's be honest. Donald Trump is responsible for a lot of the crap that has been going on, and you can be a Donald Trump supporter all you want to. But at the end of the day, Bach wants to be against Donald Trump, and I will definitely agree upon that because Donald Trump is responsible for a lot of musicians that are not working today. Just look at Fozzie. Just look at Sebastian Bach. Just look at all the bands that are being laid out, including my good friends at Periwinkle Massacre. You can put them on that fucking list as well. So, all I, all I can say is this, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on this story involving Chris Jericho and Sebastian Bach. Who would win in a sing-off? Let, why, why, don't we book that together? why don't we book that together in AEW if that's possible? Why don't we put Sebastian Bach to go one-on-one against Chris Jericho in a sing-off? We'll see how that shit goes. Um, and, and no disrespect, I like Chris Jericho. I dig his music. I love Fozzie. And with all due respect to Sebastian Bach... With all due respect, he can sing. He can sing. He's not lip-syncing. He can sing. You can look at the internet all you want to, but the thing is, some of the times on the internet, it's true, sometimes, and then there are other times where it's blown way out of proportion. So, and and here's the thing. A sing-off, I would probably, you know, it's been a long time since Sebastian Bach has sing, hasn't he? Or... Or does he know how... Well, I'm not saying he doesn't know how to sing. I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering, like, okay, is... Um, uh, what, 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 what am I talking about? <laughs> Chris Jer- can, can, Chris Jer- can Chris Jericho out-sing Sebastian Bach or Sebastian Bach out-sing Chris Jericho? 
That's a matchup I'd definitely like to see. As far as a fight goes, um, um, I'm trying. Oh, who was it? Um, I think it wasn't Sebastian Bach. It was some other rocker. I think. I remember. I think it was Headbangers Ball or. Whatever show that I saw were Vince Neil. Yeah, that's right. Vince Neil had wanted to go one-on-one against Axl Rose. I remember that whole deal. And they wanted a fight and everything else like that, for real. Sebastian Bach, in a fight against Chris Jericho, I have no doubt. And let me, let me be honest here. I have no doubt Sebastian Bach could probably beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. But... And with all due respect to Sebastian Bach, I li- like I said, I like his music. And no doubt he could probably kick Chris Jericho's ass. He's a metalhead. What do you expect? But also, you have to keep in mind, Chris Jericho, I-, I can mention over and over, he's a former world champion. He's held on to many titles all over the world. He's competed in every wrestling event. You know, everything from the WWE to WCW and AEW and over New Japan and the whole nine yards. You can't tell me that Chris Jericho doesn't know how to fight. And you can, and, and, I, and I'm going to go ahead and forgive Sebastian Bach on the remark he made when he said that there's a difference between real rock and roll and fake wrestling. I'm not, I'm not going to jump on Sebastian Bach on that comment. I'm just going to leave that alone. Here's my thing. My thing is... Chris Jericho is a professional. Chris Jericho is an athlete. And even though he may be almost 50 years old, he can still beat the shit out of anybody. And with all due respect to Sebastian Bach, I love you. You're great. I dig you. But you're, you're, music, you may be, may be in the same level, if not higher, than Chris Jericho. But... As far as the fighting department goes, I know Sebastian Bach could probably beat his ass, but Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho could probably tear his fucking head off. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just say, well, Chris Jericho can't fight. He can fight. He can fight. I can tell you that right now. So we're going to leave that alone for right now just to, you know, kind of get this out of the way. So... We're only a few minutes away from ending this show, so let's go ahead and get on to the next story. And the next story is involving WWE's Extreme Rules, live as it happens on pay-per-view and also on the WWE Network. So this is going to be the most unique event in the history of the WWE. Now, you know, I've seen several of WWE's Extreme Rules events. And while they're considered great events, they are Extreme Rules. Uh, I love the event. Um, I've seen several of the matches. Uh, this was originally used to be called ECW's One Night Stand a long time ago. And then they ante up by putting up the term Extreme Rules, which you see today. But now they've taken Extreme to a whole... It's a whole new level, but it's a level that I'm kind of wondering, okay, why are we on this level? Why is this going to take place? Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know. Well, okay, let me, 
let me go ahead and just get right into the matches right here so that way I can give you guys an idea of what is about to take place. I think I think I confirmed this here. Now now, and this has been confirmed, and I had a chance to check out Friday Night SmackDown last night, and it's been confirmed the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship will be decided, and it will be decided in a tables match. The New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston will go one-on-one -on -one against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, in my mind, I like the New Day, okay? But once again... I have said this before, and I'll say it again. We don't want them to be tag team champions anymore. I don't give a damn if we get a, a, a legitimate tag team to win the tag team titles or two guys that are just forming. We've got to take the tag team titles off of the New Day. And with all due respect, the New Day is a great tag team, but it's getting boring now, okay? So why don't we go ahead and put those titles on two very worthy contenders in Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. So the main event's going to go with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura to become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. That's going to take place tomorrow night at Extreme Rules, the horror show. Also, for the United States Championship, hopefully MVP with the newly designed United States Championship going against the champion Apollo Crews. No suspense with the formalities on this one. We're going to go with Apollo Crews simply because number one, he deserves to be the champion. And number two, uh, we're hoping that he takes that championship away from MVP and he puts it around Apollo Crews' waist. Let it happen. Apollo Crews wins. Enough said. And to the people that think that Apollo Crews is turning heel, no. I don't feel it. It ain't going to happen. Just let the story go. Please. All right. Okay, I see the next matchup here, and I'm going to leave that alone for just a moment. As a matter of fact, I'm going to leave these two because these are the two matches that a lot of people are going to be looking forward to checking out. Now, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley to go one-on-one -on -one against Nikki Cross. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to go with this because I can. I'm going with Nikki Cross. I'm going with Nikki Cross. I know some people have been saying, well, Bailey's going to win, and she's going to go over to SummerSlam and take on Sasha Banks. That's going to happen. Here's the thing. Nothing has happened yet. I'm already getting tired of this whole fucking bullshit with fucking Bailey holding on to the title. Yes, I dig who she is, okay? I think she's a great athlete. I think she's tremendous. But why does it have to be for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Why can't those two just face off against each other one-on-one? -on -one? Sasha Banks and Bailey. Why does it happen? All I know is... I hope Nikki Cross wins. I hope it does because you need some excitement in WWE. And Bailey, all she's bringing is nothing but annoyance, ridiculousness, and stupidity. She's a tremendous athlete. All I know is I want Nikki Cross to win to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm going with Nikki Cross. Despite the fact that my head's telling me Bailey may win, I'm going with Nikki Cross. Okay? We're going with that. Also, for the Raw Women's Championship, Asuka to go one-on-one -on -one against Sasha Banks. <sighs> I'm not going to suspense with the formalities on this one. We're going to go with Sasha. Well, we're going to go with Asuka for obvious reason. Number one, Asuka's going to remain the champion for a while. And number two, I don't see Sasha winning it because of Bayley, if possibly, if she interferes. And we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, I say Asuka retains the championship now also let me see if i can um get this out of the way if you don't mind 
Uh, another matchup that's going to take place at Extreme Rules for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre to go one-on-one against Drew... Uh, Dolph, Z- Drew McIntyre to go one-on-one against Dolph Ziggler. And we may find out this Sunday about what's going to happen. Uh, wh- what's the stipulation that Dolph is going to put together? Is it going to be... Some people are going to say it's a tables, ladders, and chairs, but what's so extreme about that? Well, we know why it's extreme, but why why should we have that matchup? Well, we need something different, something great, something that's going to cap capture the eye of many other people as well well I'll tell you something until we get an actual confirmation or until we find out for sure what the fuck is going on we'll stick to that and everything so for right now I'm just gonna wait and see how this goes okay Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship what will the stipulation be now let's talk about the two matches that I saw, but I went ahead and skipped, and I wanted to get back to these matches right here. The Wyatt Swamp Fight between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Now, I'm really liking how this is going, okay? And no doubt these two are going to be the cinematic matches, okay? This one is going to take place over at the Swamp. We could see a fight between Braun Strowman and the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. This should be interesting, this should be very, very interesting. I'd like to see how this goes and everything else like that. So, uh, obviously, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman for the obvious reason here. Number one, I think we need to keep... Well, the championship's not on the line. This has nothing to do with the championship. I think what this is about is we know that Braun Strowman had took on Bray Wyatt at Money in the Bank and pretty much beat him in his own game, so to speak. And now... The Firefly Funhouse, the Fiend is still around, but what happened, in my view, in my view of how wrestling looks, Bray Wyatt decided to go into his bag of tricks, and he went ahead and decided to bring back Bray Wyatt, bring back the Eater of Worlds, bring back that individual. So now, we're placing Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt in a a Wyatt, what is it, a Wyatt Swamp fight. Now, these two were a part of the Wyatt family years ago. And then, of course, they separated, and Braun Strowman went on to do his own thing, and then Bray Wyatt went on to do his own thing. And then, of course, we know what happened with both individuals. We know their paths had crossed each other, and now they're going to take on each other once again in a Wyatt Swamp fight. Don't be surprised if you see any interferences or who knows, we may see some alligators. We may see some piranhas. I doubt that that's going to happen, but come on, we're talking about a swamp here. We're going to see how this shit goes between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman simply because I think we're going to see something different in Braun Strowman like we've never seen before. Now, This matchup here, it's an eye for an eye match, can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye of the other opponent. Now, this match is featured by former WWE Champion Rey Mysterio Jr. and former WWE Champion, the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. And it's an eye for an eye match.
I'm giving everyone a few seconds to sink that into their fucking head because an eye for an eye. Okay. This match could have been a, a tables match. This match could have been a steel cage match. This match could even have been a hell in a cell match. It's extreme rules for crying out loud. But you go ahead and you make this an eye for an eye. So in other words, we're going to actually see somebody take their fucking eye out of the goddamn socket and show it on national television. Now, here's the thing. It, I, I don't know what to say about this match. I mean, look, look. Here's the thing. I'm hoping that the ending comes out as good as it seems because word is, we know that... Okay, here's the thing. Here, and let me get the seriousness out of the way. We know that Rey Mysterio is working without a contract. And he is under WWE, but he is not under contract with the company. So we could see Rey Mysterio leave the WWE if he wanted to. If he wanted to. That is actually under his contract. So he could leave if he wants to. Or he could go through with this match and then everything's out the window. And then, uh, who knows, maybe there's been word that Rey Mysterio's son is going to join the Messiah. And I'm just like, oh, come on, man. That, that doesn't even fit and it wouldn't work. I mean, it would work, but it would be ridiculous. It would be stupid just to save his eye. Oh, my God. And I, I really don't know what to make of how all this is going to work out. But I do know this. We're going to see the horror show at Extreme Rules live as it happens tomorrow on the WWE Network and on pay-per-view. So we're going to... I'm, I'm curious as to how this is going to fucking end up. I mean, an eye for an eye. That's like, that's like a leg for a leg match. The winner gets his leg chopped off. Or a penis for a penis match. A winner gets his fucking dick chopped off. How the fuck do you do that in wrestling? No, you don't. Okay? So those are all the matches that are going to happen. Those are some of my... Uh, well, actually, my prediction on that match... As odd as this may sound, I think Chris Jer- I think Rey Mysterio will win. I think he will. I think he will. We'll see how this fucking goes. We will. Okay? But nonetheless, that's going to do it for this edition, and that's going to conclude the anniversary show. So the main event would like to go ahead and take this opportunity. It's been over a year, guys, and I want to go ahead and thank all the subscribers and all the people that have been listening to the main event talk for a while. And I just want to say thank you very, very much. Thank you very much for all the birthday wishes and everything on my Facebook, on my Twitter, and everything else like that. And I, you know... I've been having a good time with this main event talk, and I've given you my opinions, I've given you my thoughts, and I've given this to you from a real wrestling fan's point of view, as opposed to people that want to read through scripts and everything else like that. And plus, I've entertained you with a lot of music and everything, just to make this a whole lot interesting. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, and don't forget to follow the main event on Twitter, twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. Follow me on my Main Event Talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at main event player, or I'm sorry, slash at real main event talk. And you can also, if you want to, you know, 
<laughs> sent over a friend request to me, go ahead and do it at facebook.com slash at main event player. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you very much for subscribing to the main event talk and thank you for listening to this episode. And as always, just to put the line out for everyone, the greatest line ever done in podcasting history. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions, enough said. And to all the subscribers and to all the people that are listening to this right now, thank you and you guys rock. What? Hold it. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm sorry. I kind of screwed that up one more time. But let's go ahead and say it one more time. You rock. We rock.
Yeah. <laughs>